Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Harbert, your host, and with me today is Brandon Noway. How you doing, Brandon? I'm not doing half bad, Mark. How about you? I'm doing okay. I'm reco- I'm in recovery. What can I say? <laughs> I don't know if yeah, they have I think a- most of the race fans are. Yeah, I-, I don't know if they actually have a rehab for uh, race fans or therapeutic sessions, but uh, maybe I need one. We'll see. But. <laughs> It it was uh was an interesting year. We had 162 games, and you know I I, I asked for chaos and hoping for a 163rd game, and I was given chaos, just not winning where I wanted it. Yeah, we I prefer chaos with the other teams, not involving our teams. But you know, I guess beggars can't be choosers. Well, you know, it's funny if you look at it right now, because we came down to the wild card games they were played. Yankees were eliminated. And now, you know, we, we came back and we're going to play the best out of five. You got the Brewers and, and the Braves. You've got who else now? Dodgers and, and <laughs> Dodgers and Giants. And that's still going on. That's going to go to game five. Then you have the White Sox. Oh, I did that, didn't I? <laughs> White Sox, Brewers. <laughs> who, who's the other one? I'm skipping right now. Uh, uh, there's... The Astros, White Sox, Astros is done. Dodgers, Giants, and then Braves, Brewers. I had my picks on some of these teams. I don't know about you. In my mind, I saw the Tampa Bay Rays, our team, playing Toronto. I I saw Toronto coming in. in, This is my dream that I wanted about three weeks ago. And I saw Toronto coming in at least with a wild card, and we would play them. We would advance. But I respect everything Toronto's done this year, and I, I... that's where I saw that. I saw the White Sox. I did see them advancing because, one, I love them. Hey, <laughs> and by the way, a shout out to Nick Murawski and the podcast, Good Guest Talk Back. They do a wonderful job. And they were commiserating on their show the other day a little bit. But let's see what else. Brewers, 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 and Braves. I was torn there emotionally about who I wanted to win. There's some great guys on both of those teams. There's some Great former Rays on both of those teams. I mean, if you look at the Brewers, of course, there's uh, hmm, there's Amasel Garcia, who used to be the Rays. And who's that other guy? Oh, yeah, Willie Adamas. Willie was just outstanding when he was with us, but he has just grown even more so there. Anyway, who, tell me about who you wanted to see in, in these final games, Brandon. Well, I, I said on the... I believe the last week's show where I said whoever won the NL wild card I thought would represent the NL, and I'm sticking to that. I think the Dodgers will make it to the World Series. And in the AL, I, I just always felt like it was going to be Houston. I know it might have been you know better for me to say, oh, if the Rays are going to go all the way. But realistically, I saw that their pitching wasn't as great as many people thought that they were anyways before the postseason, but... I just thought that the Astros were just the better all-around team. They had the better pitching staff, so I thought they would be the AL representative. The Astros have pulled themselves out of the muck and mire of controversy, and Dusty Baker has been a big part of that. But they've got a good, solid team, too. You know, players who've been uh, chance of booze and everything else for the last two years. Of course, last year, they really didn't get much of that because of empty stadiums. Uh, I, I think they're past all of that, you know, there's somebody of the day who was at Teparix and coming out and saying something about Dusty Baker. And I love it. Dusty Baker when it's being criticized, I'd say, Hey, you guys are, are still in signs again. And Dusty Baker invoked uh, a reference. He said, You should listen to that, Eric. 
Clapton song. It's a uh, take a look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> take a look at yourself before you judge me. But uh, that's I, I see them. I see the strength there. And, you know, I respect that. I, I don't like it. I don't like the Red Sox right now very much, <laughs> but I respect both of them. You know, they've, they've done a lot. But game four, game four across all four of those sections that were playing, three teams were eliminated in game four. They, they didn't go to game five. The only one going to game five today is, is the Dodgers and the Giants. And that says a lot about both those teams. Both of those teams were over 100 wins for the season in the same daggone division. And they, you know, <laughs> we're looking in the National League West. Uh, you know, you, you look toward uh, uh, the, I think the only other division that had as much challenge to it was probably ours, the American League East. You know, Yankees, Red Sox, Toronto. Woof. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. But let's, let's talk a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say, I think the NL West is probably just like a little more top heavy because you have the two 100 team, 100 win teams. And then you kind of have everybody else to where we have the more, we have the Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays, and Red Sox. And then we just have the Orioles way down there. So I think we're a little bit better of the, the divisions, but I could be a little biased. Oh, surely not. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah well it's it's interesting and uh if you asked me at the beginning of the season i would have said well the padres I, I thought maybe the padres would be there i really did and they fell off seriously uh so much so that their manager is being replaced i don't have a name just yet who that's going to be a lot of names are being bandied about but i'm not going to speculate there there's enough of that out elsewhere uh, so I, you know, and let's, before we dig into the game fours, one thing I do want to say is there's so much emphasis on this postseason, but we have to, we have to reflect back on those 100 games that the Rays won. Kevin Cash led that team there and whatever else you want to say about the Rays, whatever else you want to say about Kevin Cash, respect that first. I think even in some of the remarks Kevin had to say post uh, game after game four, you know, he said he was heartbroken, but he was also very proud, uh, something along those lines of the team. And understandably so, because they have done so much this entire year. Actually, I have a little bit of what Kevin had to say after game four. Here it is. Uh, there's no doubt there's disappointment. I and mean, look, I think we got to look at it to very proud of what was accomplished in the regular season, but we had um, high aspirations to get deep in this thing. We ran into a Red Sox team that, that they, they just beat us. Uh, no other way around it. They got the big hits, um, but really proud of our guys, um, the way they stayed at it. I mean, that, that was a pretty telling example of what this team's character is about to come down from 5 nothing, pretty devastating in the third inning, and, and we clawed back in it. Uh, we just came up short tonight. Thoughts? Well, Tell me if I'm, I try to be fair as much as I can. So feel free to tell me if I'm not being fair, but I believe with the expectations that they had put on them after last year, making the world series, arguably could have gone seven or even won it. And then having pretty much the world series or bust mentality, especially around the fan base with boat parade or bus t-shirts getting sold around the Bay area. 
a hundred wins is great, but only winning one playoff game. I just feel like this season is just a failure because of that. Cause when it mattered most, they kind of like shriveled up. Yeah. One out of four is just, uh, is bad. You win just the first one and that's it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I look at this and we look at our raise. There's a lot of things that happened and didn't happen. I think one of them, of course, you and I've talked about this before. I'm saying to you earlier this week, Hey, I said, tell me, Brandon, who, who's your five man rotating pitcher staff for the Rays in the postseason? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there, there isn't there, you know, it isn't there. I mean, last year you could say last now you could say Morton, you could say Snell, you could say whoever else you wanted to. I mean, you could even say Yarbrough supposedly, but <laughs> we didn't say that this year with any of those. Cause you know, one's injured, uh, <laughs> another one's performing very poorly, and two are two other moved on. Yeah, and you wonder what what maybe could this rotation have been like if you had still had Snell and or Mort. You know, I think Snell probably would have been better if he were still here because he did really did not do good at all in San Diego, except for maybe the last few games of the year. And Morton, I think he was he's still been the Charlie Morton that he was here. Yeah. He's still CFM. I, yeah, I see him, right. And I've been watching the Braves quite a bit. I, I've said that if, uh, if my Rays get sold off to Vegas or move to Montreal, I need to have another team and the Braves are it. Uh, probably proximity. Well, Marlins are close, closer, maybe a little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But the idea of seeing the former Rays like Darno and Charlie Morton up there, you know, gives me hope. But coming back once again to the Rays in game four and only winning the first game here and then getting trounced in the second game of the trap, that was just unimaginable. Yeah, and karma kind of hit them where it uh, hit them right in the mouth because they were eating popcorn in game one. And I believe yesterday I even saw reports that they were ordering champagne after game one <laughs> to Boston because they just thought that they had it won, which I completely don't understand going beyond respect or even superstition. I just don't think that's a very smart move. And just everything that happened with this team where they just completely fell apart, they just like completely went into the opposite direction of what the Rays were Yeah, a week before. Well, I mean, postseason Rays, who, who are they? You know, they don't seem to match up. The one guy, well, a couple of guys I really had hoped to see a lot of, and this is not to discredit them because I think they're great players. They've done a lot for the entire season, or we would have never seen 100, you know, wins this season. And that's um, that starts with Mr. Brandon Lau. You know, he still looked great out there doing some good defensive moves, but when he came to the plate, it wasn't there. And let's see, if we were looking at the game on Monday, Randy did well. You know, he was four at bats and two hits and one RBI. Wander did well, four at bats, and one hit, one run, and two RBIs. And uh, Luplo, Luplo was in there and a uh, couple of at bats, and he had a hit and a, also a, a run. Zanino did a little better that day. He was uh, three at bats, one hit, one run. And Kiermaier, <laughs> Kevin Kiermaier. Three at-bats, two hits and two runs, and one RBI. Wow. And, and he could have had more. 
<laughs> Could have more the day before, <laughs> but it's weird. Kiermaier's performance didn't change at all when they turned into postseason. He was still Kiermaier. You know, he didn't dazzle you with the bat or anything, but he still contributed. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the place that he made that man only get the gold glove or platinum glove this year. Glove this year. There's a lot of other great, you know, outfielders out there, but geez, my knees, as far as center field and what he did, especially what he was showing here in the postseason. I mean, he's in it all year. It's just amazing. I know he's going to be the highest paid Ray next year, and I hope we keep him. You know, he's <laughs> Kevin. He, he's got a sense of innocence about him when he speaks. So you feel like whatever he says is pure. Yeah, I don't. I never feel like there's any. Um, what's the word? Subterfuge. Okay. No That's subterfuge. Word. Yeah. Ooh. Well. You know. I, I actually <laughs> went to. You know. Well. I got my thesaurus open here, and I turned to the wrong page. But, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, he 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 was a staple. Austin Meadows came in and didn't really achieve what we had hoped. Uh, G Man certainly didn't achieve what we hoped. And, you know, even Yandi in that fourth game. But maybe that's being a little restrictive because if we even look back at game three, that was just insane. I mean, what? How many innings was that again? Uh, 13. Yeah, lucky 13. That's right. And we made the most of that number. Let's see. I mean, Lau was up at bat six times, nothing. Wander was at bat six times, had two hits, two runs, and RBI. Yandi was up and he got one hit out of being up four times. You know, Rosarina, one hit, one RBI. But Zanino, man, I, I, every, all of us, I think, were looking for something from Mr. Zanino. We were looking for some RBIs. We were looking for some home runs. We were looking for some hits. In game two, he was mirroring, excuse me, in game three, he was mirroring what was happening with Brandon Lau. And that was, you know, a, a bat six times and, and nothing happening. Nothing. I have a, a big question. Where did Joey Wendell go? Was he not on the roster? Was he just not allowed to play? He was on the roster. They didn't, they didn't play. And, you know, I, I know they had Luplo out there. Uh, they had Yandi. They had Choi. When I'm thinking of first base and third base, and I'm thinking about Yandi. You know, and, and the thing of it is, I absolutely love Wendell, but it seems like he's been struggling for the last month. I, I'm not sure all the particulars on that, but. It, it maybe it's just poor luck. It seems so many times he came at the bat and the Rays already had two outs. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is tough, man. It's, it's all on you. And, you know, and sometimes he'd get a, he'd make contact, but it seemed like it'd go right into the glove of, of one of the Red Sox. It's like, oh my gosh. But yeah, yeah. He, he was on the 26 uh, man roster for postseason, but I didn't see as much of him as I like. But coming back to game four and looking at the pitching, you know, you asked me, or we talked on right after game three, I said, yeah, I, I think Shane McClanahan, you know, I think Shane McClanahan will, be, will be the guy we put up there. I know it'll be a day early, but we'll put him up there uh, for, for pitching. And we did. <laughs> Shane McClanahan will save the day. Well, the nice thing was, is we started out with Colin McHugh, you know, he, he's in there. He pitched two innings. He only had one hit. Hello. Thought I turned you off. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had Colin McHugh in there at the beginning, and there he is for two innings. He only had one hit. I thought we pulled him too quickly. Colin McHugh, he, he and Andrew Kittredge are, are two of my favorite pitchers of the team. Okay. Pete Fairbanks as well. 
but uh, we pulled him too early. I'm with you on that. I don't know why you got something that is working out there. He's only thrown 18 pitches in two innings. And if you don't know, that's actually very good, especially nowadays, especially if you're in a raise uniform, they tend yeah. to throw like 20 or 25 in an inning. And it's not like he doesn't have starting experience. He was a starting pitcher in Houston in his time there, from what I'm told. I didn't really watch much Astros game when he was there, but he was a starting pitcher there. And if you want to use him in the as like an opener and then put McClanahan in for the longer, why don't you put McClanahan in to start since he has experience as a starter and not yeah. as much out of the pen where McHugh has more of the experience out of the bullpen this year. That's a good point. And it's, it's something a lot of fans and I'm sure a lot of the managers and coaches are all thinking twice about now. Oh, I have a question for you, please. I heard this on the radio this week and you know, I'm not calling them out. I, I disagree with them, but they have their opinions and it's all right. I, I don't think that they're like, they're stupid opinions, but. Do you believe it's more hindsight 2020 to rip on cash for making that move of pulling McHugh? Or do you think it's more, why didn't you learn from game six of last year? Yeah. And pulling him early. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question because I'll be quite honest with you. It was like, I knew the day after the game that he was going to be roasted. And part of it was because what happened last year, uh, pulling Snell, you know, in the sixth inning, and losing to the Dodgers when Snell was cooking. And I don't know. I I look at that and say, he was set up to be burned. If he lost, no matter what, Kevin Cash was going to be criticized. You know, he was criticized for a couple of things. He was criticized for McHugh, and he was also criticized for at the end of the game, not loading up the bases with the intentional walk and potentially making a staying in the game. But yeah, I I think he... uh, Here's another question for you. Did the Rays, did Kevin stick to analytics in the postseason in that last game? I mean, well, I'm, I'm looking at and And if he did, our analytics, should they be different in the postseason? Because we all know that there's a factor out there. There's a, an emotion. You don't have things like, you don't have things like Brandon Lau not getting any activity out there or Zanino not really getting any activity out there, except probably because there is this different kind of beast in the postseason. But uh, coming back to your question, no, I, I, I think I think Kevin's probably overly criticized for what he for what he chose. That's fair. And to go with what you're saying about analytics, there's a reason everybody says. The analytics don't take into take into part human emotions. Because when you're struggling, you're going an offer in the playoffs, the most important time of the year, your emotions are going to get affected from that. Yeah. It's just like fantasy football. They have projected points, but you don't know what's going on with them or anywhere else. So just because they have those projected points doesn't mean that's what they're going to get. No, no, it, it doesn't. And, the element of Fenway and that crowd, you know, that has to have an impact on the players. And it certainly did. I mean, I, I wouldn't say so much a negative effect, effect on the Rays 
as a pump up factor for the Red Sox. And, you know, we needed to win one of those games. We, we didn't, it was, there were calls, oh gosh, there were calls that were driving me crazy. As far as in that fourth game, the plate umpire, uh, something was a little high that it was, or a little low. He was, he, he was calling it wrong all the way, all the way through it. And I don't necessarily feel like he favored one team or the other, but sometimes if one was a little bit outside on the right, he might call it a ball or he might call it a strike. So make it damn difficult for a pitcher to know what to throw. Yeah. And you weren't the only one that caught onto that. It seemed like everyone on Twitter that was watching that game caught onto that as well. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think you win or lose a game by umpires. <laughs> I don't know if you lose it, win or lose a game by ground rule too, you know, as well, but, uh, Oh gosh, I don't know, brother. Well, I, I'm any other insights on your part for our race from this season or postseason? Um, well, obviously I don't really know exactly what to say about the future of the team. Cause you know, of course it's going to change. That's like the only consistent thing about yeah. this roster, but you know, there is a good base there with the Rosarena and, uh, Franco. I think they looked really good, especially Franco. Cause I was very impressed with what he did in the field and at the plate and, you know, credit to them. They could have easily rolled over and, when they were down five, nothing and just been like, Oh, well that's it. But they did fight back and they really didn't roll over in any of those games in Boston. So credit to them for that. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> they, they, you know, it's a tough team and doing a post-mortem, if you will, on the season. <laughs> and yeah, at least I didn't say autopsy, maybe anyway, um, doing a assessment of the season, I would say that this team really stood up. They did a fantastic job. The fan base loves them. You know, most of us are sitting here at home, watching them on Bally sports. They were filling the stadium, you know, again, and uh, it, it takes wins to do that. So that's something that Rays contributed this year. Uh, we never know who's going to be left next year. We, we don't know who's going to be traded last year. I think I said, you know, Adamas Wendell Wendell's another one. I think that's probably going to go away the wind. And, and managers, thing to remember at the end of the season, or even, well, okay, stop. Let's say that you're a Yankee fan for a moment. If you your team loses three games in a row, you're ready to get rid of your manager. Aaron Boone, bah, 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 sorry, you're gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> that talk has been there so much. And because of this season, though, and, and say the Padres, you know, Jace Tingler, he's gone. Who else is going to be gone? I don't know. You know, Tony LaRusa, I, th- I think they'll keep him. Kevin Cash, I'm sure there's going to be some people calling for his head. But stop, people, okay? This man has done a great job. And whether or not you think analytics are ruling the game today or not, take a breath and realize all that Kevin has brought to this team and will continue to do so in the future. And so all you little hotheads out there who say, well, they need to get rid of cash and then they can start doing something. Well, they're doing something right now and they will continue <laughs> to. I think the only thing they need to do is maybe become just a little bit less reliant on the analytics, but I don't think you should like fire cash or anything. I think that no. that'd be a dumb move in my opinion. Yeah. And analytics don't end and start with him either. That's that comes from front office as well. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. We we needed pitching. You know, we needed pitching and we needed offense. Offense, they were holding their own to a degree with the Red Sox outside of that one game. But we got to have some pitchers, man. We got to have some some seasoned guys who can do it. We'll see what happens. At least our trade deadline acquisition was very big in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Whoops. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it was kind of funny because we were, I remember when we were, when this trade just happened, we were like, this is great, but we, we need more pitching. Yeah. And look what came back to bite us. The pitching that we needed, we didn't get, came back to bite us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and while we, we welcome Nelson Cruz as a leader and keeping spirits up, uh, he wasn't bringing it to the plate when we needed it. Okay, so we got a feel now for what's happening, where we're going to go with Rays, what's what's we're looking to for the future. I do want to mention that the AFL, and that's not a rival of the NFL, the AF, <laughs> yeah, the AFL, the Arizona, geez, came thing. Fall now. League. There you go, the Arizona Fall League. <laughs> uh, they just started up the other day. So when we all had a day of rest between the games, that's something that started. Keep your eyes there. there. There's going to be a lot of new players coming up through there, and we'll see if any of these people are wearing a Rays uniform next year. That'll be something to look out for. It will indeed. Well, dude, i tell you what, you know, I'm going to put a cap on the Rays season here, but I am going to continue to watch the rest of the season. Uh, I, I can't figure which cheater I'm going to pull for the most, Red Sox or Boston oh. or, uh, or Astros in Houston. But, Alex Cora has got a, a thumbprint on both of those, and I, I, I haven't let it go, obviously, yet. Uh, no. But no, no. And, and, and National League, since my Padres didn't get there, I'm going to pull for the Giants, and I'm going to be pulling for the Braves to come in and get it all. So fingers crossed, because the Braves will have a hell of a challenge, whoever they're going to be meeting to. And that'll be determined tonight. And uh, I think, yeah, game five is tonight, Thursday, October 14th. Yes, that sounds right. Okay. Any other insights, any uh, wisdom you wish to share and impart with uh, our friends and fans? No, I, I believe I, I've said my piece for the week. Okay, everybody. I want to thank you once again for joining us here at Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Carbage, your host, and you can find me at The Baseball Biz on Twitter. You can find Brandon at Sports Blitz Pod on Twitter. If you're listening to Brandon, you, you can probably see some tweets about other sports from Tampa too, including <laughs> the Lightning and the Bucks. So I want to thank you again for listening to Baseball Biz. And you can find us on podcast directories everywhere. Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all this and more. So thanks again, folks. And we'll talk with you again real soon. And I want to give a special thanks to Kevin Cash and all the young men who play for the Tampa Bay Rays. You've given us a great 2021 season, and we look forward to seeing you again spring training of 2022. Special thanks to X-Take RUX for the music rocking forward. <laughs>